Pack to the Future is brought to you by the Ticket King. Whether you're making the trip to see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers play at legendary Lambeau Field, you want to see Giannis and the Bucks at the beautiful Pfizer Forum, or the Badgers, Brewers, or any concert tickets you might need, the Ticket King is your source no matter the occasion. Visit them online at theticketking.com and search their selection for yourself. And remember, there's no such thing as a sellout when you can go to the Ticket King. One more time, that's theticketking.com. I gotta get my biceps a little bigger. Yeah, you can always work on that. Or I can sure use a hot dog with chili. You know what time the game starts? Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? We need to fire him. Is anybody else tired or is it just me? Just saying I'm gonna show you. You got any eligibility left? I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. Welcome back. Packer Nation to another fantastic, scintillating victory edition of Pack to the Future podcast. Goodness gracious, I love I love victory podcast, Danny. Oh yeah, it's like, and when you beat the listen, listen, this is how our season started, man. The Packers have beaten the Bears and the Vikings to be two and zero right now. Get the get the frick out of here, dude. I'm with you. I mean, that that's gotta that's gotta do something to you. I mean, give me give me a yeehaw or uh, a, <laughs> a woohoo or something. Dude. Oh, I know, I know that they're. I know we're all feeling it. We're feeling it, but it's early, so it, I want to. <laughs> I want to jinx. I want to jinx it. It's a long season. <laughs> you know what? That's that's fair. I mean, I'm always. I am. I am the. Maybe, maybe just start calling me the Packers optimist because that's true. I like. I don't know if I picked the Packers to lose on an episode of Back to the Future to date, <laughs> and I think I picked them to win the Super Bowl every year. So, um, yep. <laughs> it just it it is it is what it is, man. But um, holy cow, that that was just it. it the game started off so freaking amazing. And it, really it just, it was nonstop, nonstop. Everything, everything seemed to be clicking. Uh, the defense, it was just there again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I think we kind of had that little discussion last week. Like, is this defense the real deal? And I think both of us are kind of like, I mean, it's, it's kind of looking like that. And I mean, I think you look at it and you see that the, I mean, the Vikings have playmakers, for sure. I mean, Dalvin yep. Cook, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. I mean, these are dudes that um, have gotten the job done, like, every time they play the Packers. And um, if Jair goes for uh, a, a – he defends the pass instead of going for the pick, Stephon Diggs goes for a goose egg in that game. Yeah, you're probably right. And that's that's insane, man. And – I thought the craziest thing about that too. Not just I, I'm not going to try to ramble too long here because we have so much to cover here. Um, but it's just he makes that one play, dude. Rips off his helmet, starts swearing at Packer fans. I'm the man. Blighted it off. 
And I was just sitting there <laughs> thinking to myself, I'm like, I am so grateful that we don't have to deal with that stuff on a on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like, it's it's and I think that that just comes down to a, a culture thing in Green Bay, man. I think that these players, like, know what it is to have that G on their helmet and know what this team represents. And the team is bigger than these players. And the Vikings don't have that culture, in my in my perception. I mean, do you have, do you have any thoughts on that, Danny? Uh, I mean, I think some of it might have to do with the fact that they're in – they are – Right, they are the smallest. They're the smallest market team yep. in the league. Yep, and I think that that actually, uh, you know, gets overlooked easily, or it just becomes a little fun fact. But I think it actually makes uh, it shows up in what you're talking about. I think it does uh, have something to do with that. That they and the, just the way that Lambo's built Lambo Field, and like uh, as others I've heard uh, have said, I think it was actually Adam Thielen maybe in an interview don't quote me on that but he's mentioning like playing at Lambeau Field it's just you go to all the other stadiums in the league and it's like there's advertising everywhere and like all this stuff like it's all such big media entertainment and you come to Lambeau and it's just like football there's not a whole lot of ads everywhere it's just fans in the stands and football on the field and that's what's going on I mean, you see, That's you it. see Lambeau Field for like a there's like a 20 mile radius that you can just like see Lambeau Field because it's taller than anything in in Green Bay. Yeah, seriously. And it, you just can't help but stare at it every time you drive by, mm-hmm. and you just you think of like all the greatness that's happened in that stadium. And I mean, it, the Vikings have had a rough go as far as the franchise go, but I think that I think that the teams have kind of lost that like that team just essence, like this is bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of that's just, it's been lost. And I think that that showed on Sunday and, um, you know, the good guys came up, came out on top. Packers are two and all. Um, and this is, this is the way you want to start the year. This is the exact way you wanted to start the season. And the defense is real. Um, Rogers looked. Rogers was making some throws, dude. He was throwing some darts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's been a while since we've seen him look that crisp and that sharp. Yep. For more than just like a series here or there. I mean, it was quite refreshing to see the at least for the first few series, and then after that, it seemed to. Go off script, <laughs> and uh, didn't exactly go as we had hoped. I mean, twenty. It was like they rattled off twenty-one points, and then it was like, and okay, that's it. That was it. You're like you're waiting. You're waiting for like the the other flurry to start, and it just. It I mean, happen. yeah, but the way that they started, yeah. I was like, oh, they're for sure gonna score thirty points today at least. Yep. But and well, you never know. Vikings have a defense too. Those guys are not. Those guys are studs. Oh man, I could not. I could not agree more. I have. There's. I mean, there's particularly one player on that roster, uh, the defensive side of the ball, that I would take on the Packers any day, and that's Harrison Smith. Um, I think that 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 dude just 
I don't. I mean, I I feel like he's a household name for the most part, but he just. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think he gets enough credit. No, I, I think among football, I think football fans like like real football fans know Harrison Smith. They know he's one of the best safeties in the league. He's a he's a wrecking ball out there. But yeah, he's not the household name type. Yeah. He's not maybe considered a superstar in the league, but he's a star player for sure. And uh Kirk Cousins definitely one of the better quarterbacks in football. <laughs> one of the better paid quarterbacks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, I've I've uh I have broken I have broken the seal. I have I've added, uh, I've added the can oh, lap to our, to our podcast. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was back to back too. It was real. It, it was excessive, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this is this is not this is not good for you guys. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to kind of keep it in check a little bit. But um, dude, right. very 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 impressed again. Um, just. And like this is this is Matt Lafleur. This is the debut season, man. I mean, he's never coached. He's never, obviously, never been a head coach before. And there's so yep. many, so many moving parts to like. You, you have so much responsibility when you're an offensive coordinator, but when you're the man, like you know, I felt like he's handled. And the press just keeps coming at it, man. They, they keep oh, they keep sure. coming and coming and coming, and I thought I think that he's just done such an, an amazing job on that in that aspect too. Um, so so many compliments for Matt Lafleur so far and what we've seen from him, and I think that you know again as as you know you stated this very early on in the season, but um, I'm just going to give Matt Lafleur a quick shout out because I really I really think that he's uh, done a fantastic job so far. Um, petting as well. Coaching's just coaching's won us games, dude. Yeah, and I think they're only gonna they're only gonna get better as the year progresses. I think you know when you look at put it in context, like you said, Lafleur this is his first time as a head coach in this league. I think it's his. I think it's only his like all of last year, and then two games this year, so eighteen games that he's been a play caller. Yep. In the NFL, he wasn't he hasn't been a play caller uh calling all the plays before. So uh he'll figure it out. He's I mean, clearly what we saw early in this game, um, and based on what you hear from the players coming out of camp and coming into the season, I mean they all speak highly uh speak highly of what he's doing and what he's put together and their play calling that they've been doing in practice to get all the reps with that and get used to all of it. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason why we're not going to see more good stuff. Yep. And you have a Joe Flacco led Denver Broncos <laughs> coming into green Bay this week. That is right. And it honestly, I, I was watching the bears Broncos game. Not, I, I, I don't know how it slid under the radar for me, but I did not know that Joe Flacco was playing quarterback for the Broncos, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did. He didn't look bad. I mean, he's 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 an okay he's an okay quarterback. I mean, he's definitely not he's not the worst. Um, no, he's a, he's yeah, he's kind of a middling quarterback. I mean, I don't know. I uh, 
he's one of those guys or one of those quarterbacks where I'm like, I want to believe that he's better than what he's been, you know, putting on film for whatever reason for the last couple seasons. But maybe, maybe it's age, maybe it's who knows what's going on with the guy. But you look at the early part of his career and him and Matt Ryan coming in the same year. And they were basically like, they're like the first two rookie quarterbacks that we saw that were thrust into it early on and performed so well that now the trend has become when you draft a rookie quarterback in the first round, it's expected that that kid's going to start at some point about before, you know, somewhere around the midpoint of the season, if not earlier. Yeah. Whereas in the, before Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan had that kind of success, you drafted a rookie, that kid sat on the sideline with a clipboard and an earpiece for his whole rookie season, unless there were some crazy injuries. Yep. And I mean, now you look at, now you look at the expectations of, uh, obviously this is a special scenario, but I did just a, just a quick shout out or uh, point to add to that would be, I don't know if you saw that clip of uh, Jared Goff, uh, just waiting for uh, yeah. Sean McVay to send him in, like what the defensive yep. setup was, and I'm like, right. that is that's that's crazy to me, man. Yeah, crazy that they just paid him all that money <laughs> to be to be like the the ultimate puppet. Um, yeah, that. But yeah, I mean, the thing they have going for him is the fact that Sean McVay is not gonna not gonna have any season-ending injuries on the sideline, so. <laughs> <laughs> So as long as they've got that earpiece and they can hear, as long as he can hear him in his helmet, he'll be just fine. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of who's, uh, who's coaching the Broncos at this, at this point. I know I'm uh, Vic Fangio, man. Oh, Fangio. Yep. He, he came over from the Bears. Yep. So, I mean, I, that was, that's obviously going to be, uh, the Packers play some defenses early on this, in this campaign. So when you, yep. So when you see the offense, that's why that's why that twenty-one to zero start uh, on Sunday caught me off guard because I'm like, man, this defense that we're going up against is like, it's legit, dude. And you go up early like that, and you you just feel good, and then obviously things kind of uh, uh, they slow down. But uh, we're going up against another another solid defense, and. I mean, is how are how are you going to try to? I mean, if you're if you're Lafleur, how are you going to try to attack this defense? Well, I think it starts with kind of doing what he did this week. I heard today that you know typically a coach might script maybe like the first fifteen plays or so, and I guess Lafleur they say likes to script out like the first twenty plays. Which, like, when you look at the Packers Vikings game, it's like, yeah, and those plays were working. And then it's like, I didn't, I haven't gone back and like counted, but it's like, it seems like once those scripted plays were done, things kind of broke down and we didn't score any more points. Um, so, whatever they're going to put together, I expect they'll probably get off to a fast start, which, you know, in, pa- in past years, you've always heard Rodgers talk about the importance of that and like how he, that's the yeah. way he likes to operate. It's like, we got to get out. And, and in the past, it was probably even more so because, because he knew that he didn't have the defense that he has now. Yeah. So yep. the urgency was always like, we got to get out to a fast start. Cause if we start getting behind, we're just never going to be able to catch up. But now that they do have a defense, like I, I think I predicted last week, I thought that the Packers would get one or two, ended up getting two picks 
in that game on Cousins, two extra possessions on offense. Um, we'll see, but yeah, like you said, this Broncos defense is still good. It's not what it was, uh, you know, back when they were in the Super Bowl. Um, but they still got Von Miller. They still got some. Good, I mean, that D line's still decent. They're still going to get after after Rodgers, and I mean, we still have yet to see, right? I mean, we saw in that Vikings game after those first 21 points, all of a sudden Vikings were getting some pressure. Rodgers was, Rodgers was getting sacked. I mean, we'll see what this O-line can do. I mean, it starts up front as they always say. And I don't know. That's like my biggest thing with the Packers. I feel like for the last like several years, besides like the horrendous defense and secondary has always been like the O-line play. No, the tack the tackles have always been solid if they're healthy, but outside of that, it's just been like musical chairs at the guard positions, yeah. And tr- trying to find somebody that you could plug in there and like stick, like somebody that just works, and they just haven't been able to find it. Yeah, since since Lang and Sitton left Green Bay, it's it's been like you said, just a revolving door of guards, and you know Lane Taylor had um, caught like one and a half good seasons of just mm-hmm. like high caliber um, guard play. But after that, he's just, he's been, he, he was in and out of the last game, man. And um, I, I honestly, I, I haven't seen enough from Billy Turner to be like, okay, what, what exactly is he bring to the table? But I know that he hasn't looked, you know, amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's like like you said, this another great defensive, another great front seven coming at you, and it's this is these early season tests. I, I'm always down for because this is going to give you a nice gauge as to where things could be at, and it's, it gives these guys the ability right. to go up against some of the better teams, so that when you get to that point where it's like, all right, you can just keep you keep crafting because you're going up against the best. At this at this point in the season, and it, it forces you to just get in that mindset right away. Like, hey, like this is not this is not going to be easy, and mm-hmm. it's, I think it's just going to make these guys better. I think as the year goes on, um, you know, and like I think I mentioned him last week, but Jenkins is still we still have yet to see like what exactly he has, um, but at least there's depth. Um, I guess you can call it unproven depth um, waiting to come in possibly, sure. but um, depth is always, is always a good thing. And um, I guess just real quick before we get into uh, what we think the score predictions might be is uh, just Kenyon Drake is uh, Packers have been linked to at least calling the Dolphins about him. And, I mean, do you have you have any any thoughts on that? I mean, I guess either way wouldn't surprise me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just it just out there to be out there. Gudakun's just turning over every rock, you know, showing yeah. that he's interested just to just to see. Because um, you're always looking, you know, any good GM, you're always looking to make your team better, whatever that might be, whatever that looks like. Um, and Kenyon Drake, you know, so far as a player, has shown. He's a good player. He could be a solid running back, but I mean, I also look at the depth that we have and you, you feel pretty good about Aaron Jones. You feel good with how he's performed. 
uh, up till now. And now that he's kind of becoming the feature back in LaFleur's offense. Um, but like we've talked about before, um, just in terms of his durability, you know, yeah. injury wise, uh, later in the season, you know, those hits start adding up and you, you wonder, is he going to be healthy? And certainly Jamal Williams is, uh, is serviceable. He, he's a good back, but I don't know that he's as good as a guy like Drake. Yeah. Um, so, you know, depending on what the, I guess the asking price would be and what they're willing to give up, like, do you think Kenyon Drake is, is a, as a player, do you grade him out better than what you think you could get in ter- in value for like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick or whatever yeah. it might be? And if you do, then maybe you, you, maybe you take a chance and you, you see what he can do. But no, I, yeah, share, I, I share those same uh, concerns about, uh, Aaron Jones, just, you know, him taking some, and he's the thing I do really like about Aaron Jones is that he just, when he gets touched, it's not like he's just falling over to the ground. It's like, he's, he's always, uh, just turning those legs and trying to get he, those yeah. extra, extra yards. And he's almost always falling forward. Yep. And, and that's something Again, that's like just something that you want to see out of a running back. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, these guys, they, you you see the defensive linemen nowadays, and they're massive compared to where the league used to be. And the guys are bigger, faster, stronger. And you know, obviously, things will come in. Uh, they'll just they'll take you. I, I I think I said last week with Roquan Smith was dropping all his weight on Aaron Jones anytime he had a chance to. And, you know, Jones goes over to the sideline and, you know, he's like, I think he just had to sit down for a second. He's like, man, like, this is, and that's, and that's the questions I have about the durability. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want the Packers to go out and get Drake to, you know, come in and be like splitting s- snaps with Aaron Jones, but to have that type of, that a back with, and he's like you said, he's a little bit. He's still a little bit. You don't know what exactly you're getting in Kenyon Drake, but um, it's it's it, it's interesting. I don't want I don't want Kenyon Drake to take up too much time because there's probably a higher chance than not that he doesn't come to Green Bay. But uh, it's it's definitely something worth noting. Um, so with that being said, Danny, do you have a prediction for what's going to go down on Sunday? Yeah, I'd say. Uh, before I give a score prediction, just kind of how I think it might go, uh, I think that I think the Broncos' defense is still uh, they're still solid. They're not the great defense that they used to be, but they've still got some players. Their secondary is still decent, um, and the Packers' offense is still still growing, evolving, figuring stuff out. So I think kind of those two factors combined i don't know that we're gonna go in there the packers expect to go in there and just kind of or go into lambo and just kind of run them over but i also don't think that the i don't think the broncos are gonna shut rogers and company down and uh i think that as much crap as flacco probably gets for being mediocre and uh you know, the Broncos haven't been that great. 
on offense. We saw last year with Case Keenum there that that didn't, that experiment didn't go so well. But Flacco had 50 pass attempts last week. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's going to be trying to. I don't know if they're going to try and throw the ball that much uh, uh, this week. Yeah. But they've got. I, I feel like part of that probably is the fact that if they can't get their running game going, they're going to lean on the fact that they've got Cortland Sutton, who's showing out that he is a stud wide out, a young stud, and Emmanuel Sanders. People forget about him because yeah. Peyton Manning's not there, but he's Dude, he's that, a solid. That he's a solid. Grab, that touchdown grab, yeah, in the in the fourth quarter was that was noise. He's solid. Like I look at a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, and I I see him as like he's in he's a better version of Randall Cobb. Yep. He's he's fast. He's got enough speed, and he's quick. He's shifty and out of breaks, and he he's got good hands. So, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. That's why I'm thinking. I think they're gonna put Broncos will be able to put up some points. My my guess is it'll be. I'm being hopeful again in this Packers offense. I want to see. I want to see at least thirty points. So I'm gonna say thirty-one, seventeen. Okay. I mean, I I do really like the fact that uh, this is that we that we play a team like the Broncos, and because it's a, it's going to be a good test for this team because they're not playing the Vikings and the Bears teams, or that they know that they have to show up and like just bring it full force and Mm -hmm. you you play the Broncos and it's like, you know, I want to see this team not, not be like, all right, well we're at home. We're playing the Broncos. This is nowhere close to the level that we were playing with these, with these other teams. So it's like, I don't want to see them come out and just play this like, you know, lackluster game where they're not there. So that's what I think the having the Broncos now is like, all right, you, you played two strong opponents and mm-hmm. now you now you have the now you have to take care of business against the Broncos. So I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, just come out and just play aggressive football. Still, like just keeping keeping the pedal straight down to the floor and continuing this momentum that they have because they've just picked up two really nice wins in the season. Ones that um, you know people could go, you could go back to um, you know people making preseason predictions here and. Some some might have had the Packers starting off zero and two just based on the opponents that they were playing, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it's like keep the pedal to the metal and just keep keep up this keep up this tenacity on D and um, again a strong defense that we're going up against. So it's you need to you, you need to find ways to score points against defenses like this. And obviously the Packers had great success in the first quarter, and it was nothing after that. So. Yeah. yeah, I I see I see that I see that changing a little bit, maybe maybe not a lot of bit. I I like your number at thirty one, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go um, I'm not gonna say the same number, and I don't think I'm gonna go that high. I'm I, I'm gonna go Packers, uh, twenty twenty nine sixteen twenty nine sixteen Packers. All right, now I now I'm the optimist. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, we we all we all have our roles and yeah it, and sometimes they switch and yeah. um danny this is going to be your first uh interaction with our with my most favorite segment that we that we probably do here at back to the future and that is our twitter question segment 
And oh, this, yeah. is, this is a chance where um, the people that love and bleed green and gold want to hear want to hear what we have to say about some some issues that they that they see or just sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're uh, you know they're just great questions most of the time. So um, we're gonna start off with Badger Dave. He is on Twitter at Badger underscore Dave underscore. And he says, just an observation, it's funner to process victories. And Badger Dave, I could not be, uh, I could not agree with you more. Um, you, you, losses are, they can be, I found, I will say this about, about myself, um, that I have gotten to a great point where if the Packers lose, I can go about business as usual, which I think is, it's a big step. And if, if, <laughs> if people haven't gotten to that point, there's no, I, I am not. I am not throwing shade at all, but because um, losses can be devastating, man. But you look at you look at you you win a game, especially one like this past week. Um, and Daniel probably you'll probably agree with me. It's like it's like you look at what happened this last week, and you know you come out to this blazing start. We said it, you know, about fifteen times the show already. But um, it's just it's what hap- it's what happened this last game, and then you and then the offense kind of sputtered out. So. Um, you kind of process and kind of see what the trends were in that. And, you know, Rogers again, um, may have held onto the ball a little bit too long. And, um, I, I think, I think, uh, the main thing that happened though, in my guesstimation was just the Vikings decided they were going to buckle down and they were not going to be blown out by the Green Bay Packers. They started to get some pressure on Rogers and that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. But yeah. Going back to to answer your question here, uh, Badger Dave, I, yes, processing wins is like, I, I love it so much more. Uh, optimist, so full circle, full circle right there. <laughs> uh, Danny, are you are you are you a process wins or losses guy? Yeah, of course. I think it's more fun to process victories. Um, although I think sometimes when with with a victory. No matter how you got that victory, it's fun to win and it feels good to win. So it's easy to overlook. It's easier, I think, to overlook shortcomings and mistakes when you win games versus when you lose, it kind of sticks in your craw and you, you become, uh, with the loss, I think, it, it magnifies all the mistakes, all the little things that you didn't do right, how you didn't execute down to you know individual plays and assignments and I think that sticks with guys more. So I think when you win, you kind of just move on, and you and you don't need, you don't necessarily think, or you're not as critical of those little things that you could fix. So it'll be interesting. We'll see how things continue. But yeah, as a fan, definitely more fun to process the victories. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this next question off to you, Danny. This is from Nick Allen. He is on Twitter at nallen415, and he says, "Can Rogers get the ball out like he did the first three drives for all four quarters?" I mean, ideally, yeah. I think we've seen we've seen vintage Rodgers now. If you go back in time and you you watch, you know, you watch highlights or you watch film of him, you see him. You know, how many times they used to highlight it. The you know the analysts on TV always talking about how quick his release is, how quickly he, you know, he can flick it. And yep, yep, yeah. I mean, ideally, you want to see him be very decisive. You want to see you guys running sharp routes. You want to see the offense executing and firing the way that it's supposed to, which is on time. Um, but I think 
Rogers has gotten into, into a habit of having to carry more and more of the burden toward the latter part of the McCarthy era. And so you didn't see the ball come out as quick. He was always trying to look for that, that chunk yardage or that, you know, he didn't have the trust or whatever it was that was going on. So he'd hold on to it too long. And the offense would often just kind of sputter out, you know, three and out, three and out, and then maybe a splash play here or there. But that was it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we know that he can he can do it. Um, now, whether or not he'll be able to do it f- and put it together for all four quarters for an entire game remains to be seen. But I'm hopeful that we'll get to see that uh, over the course of this season as they get more comfortable in Lafleur's offense. Yeah, like, that, that's... That was the point that I was going to add. It's like this is still just – it's it's a brand-new offense on top of uh, great defenses that we played. So it's it's on the floor to give Rodgers plays that he can get the ball out quick. And and it, so it's, it's – I think it's I think it's the head coach and the quarterback kind of finding that – finding that little uh, just com- uh, common ground and fi- figuring out what's, what's going to help beat these – great defenses so yeah I, I do think I do think that that's going to be an area that improves a great deal and um I just I would I would just like to see Rodgers hit the check down a little more often that's honestly my my only real negative that I would have to say about what I've seen so um probably over the last couple seasons where we haven't really seen high offensive volume is just the lack of check downs um yeah I agree so yeah that's I think I think that that pretty much answers that question in a nutshell. And I am very excited to say this next uh, Twitter handle because this is freaking awesome. Justin Mills at Night Say Knee. Monty Python, <laughs> Holy Grail is that is such a great movie. So Justin Mills, you you you're winning right now. Congratulations on winning. And um, you ask, is Gary Snap so Rashawn Gary, is is Gary Snap count going to go above Fakro anytime soon? And what we saw, um, he, he jumped up a, a decent amount of snaps um, from the first game to this last game. He was at uh, six snaps against the Bears, and he jumped up to 14 against the Vikings. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a trend where it's just like going to keep like doubling and doubling and doubling or anything like that, because I think we all, uh, I think we all kind of understand that Rashawn Gary is kind of one of those projects, kind of like. You know, you draft Kenny Clark at, you know, 19 years old and you're like, okay, I, we're, we're hoping that this guy turns into something. And you kind of see where he's at now and they, pro- they progressed him slowly. And so if you, if you take that kind of approach with uh, Rashawn, Rashawn Gary and definitely get him his reps in, I mean, don't, don't hold back on that. But um, as long as, as long as Sackrell's doing a, a decent job and you're still seeing those, um, you know, spurts out of Gary, uh, which, you know, I'll note one play where, you know, it was, a, I think it was a wide receiver screen and he was, he was rushing the quarterback and, uh, the two, the two D backs missed the tackle and he, he got away from the, the rush and came back and got the tackle. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's the type of plays that you do want to see from, you know, a young guy that's trying to prove himself. Uh, on this mm-hmm. team and this defense that just seems to be um, a world beater right now. So you you want to see those types of plays from him. So I think we're seeing everything that we want to see from Gary, but um, 
at the same time, you have a guy like Backrell who has just, you know, he's he's been there, he's done that. Obviously, obviously, you want to upgrade that position with Gary, but he needs he needs some time. You have anything to add about uh, that, Danny? I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think he's he was drafted with the intent of they were going to develop him. He was all, I mean, that pick to me was all upside. It wasn't based on he's going to be a day one starter and play a huge part, but that they were going to ease him in over time. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, halfway through the season and beyond that, if he's been doing well with the snaps he's given, that you may see, you'll see some more balance with their snap counts. And then if he's playing really well, then yeah, of course, he's probably going to get more snaps than Fackrell. But yeah. I mean, I'm just happy the fact that we can even be having a conversation about guys at, at positions on the defense. <laughs> like, they're, they're equally contributing, and that that's you know what I mean. Like, yep. we've got uh, op- we've got options, we've got depth, and ro- like the rotations. You're not like, oh crap, we got we got another rotation coming in. Like, this is not this isn't our strong rotation here. Yep. No, it's that that is depth is depth has always been the thing that I've, I've wanted to see on this team for a while. It looks, it looks like we have depth in areas that have haunted us in the past. Um, yeah. Obviously minus, um, you know, 12 going down, which we all pray every single morning every <laughs> night before we go to bed that that doesn't happen. When he got blown up um, from Jimmy Graham missing the block. Uh, oh, which flows oh. into the next question. The Knights say knee, Justin Mills, back-to-back. Also, why in the name of all things holy do they try, do they keep trying to block with Graham? I mean, great question. Um, uh, Danny, do you, do you know Do you know why uh, Jimmy Graham is continuing to pass block? I honestly, if that's really what they're trying to do with him, then no, I don't know why. <laughs> but I don't think... I can't. I can't bring myself to believe that they're actually expecting him to be a an above average or average blocker. He's never been that for his entire career. Yep. Uh, he. It, I mean, it looks like he's not interested in doing that or like trying to be good at doing that. Like, why are you asking me to do that? Um, so I don't know if that's even why he. You know, that he's being asked to do it. I think he's out there in situations to just pose a potential uh passing threat you know that it could be pass could be run um maybe he's in there so that you know rogers gets to the line reads the defense decides if he if it's a run play decides if he wants to audible into a pass or you know i don't know but it is frustrating i i I get it it's frustrating to see as a fan when you're like seriously like you watch jimmy graham try and try and block a rusher coming and it's like Jimmy Graham is no small man like you know what I mean you see Aaron Jones in there putting that block on Harrison Smith and you're like okay this guy can this guy can block when he needs to you know he he knows his assignment <laughs> it's like you see yep. Jimmy Graham out there and it's like I don't know. Can he not bend over like at the waist or something? <laughs> I don't get like he, he can't get any leverage. You can't get low enough, I guess, but. No, like yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those things, man. Where I mean, if you're you're trying to you put him on Daniel Hunter to try to block him, and I mean the dude is the dude is just nuts, man. I mean, and that was I, yeah, Rogers, agree. 
that was a broken that was a broken play. Rogers uh, for some reason decided to make that his backside, his blind side, which I that was like just a double a double wrong. Mm-hmm. And you see that you see him coming around the edge, and I mean, you you have a guy like, you know, if that's if that's you know Voldemort Anthony Barr coming around, it's like you you just you're almost glad that it's Daniel Hunter, and you're like, okay, just just be be a little bit nice here, and so it wasn't as bad as it probably as it probably could have been, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, great question. Um, I guess I guess it just remains to be seen what what the expectations are from Jimmy, just based on the early, the earliness and the um, all that stuff of the season. But um, well, yeah. I mean, they only have so many. There's only so many things you can do if you're when you're facing a D line like Minnesota has, and that's not going to be every single week. But there's only so much you can do after a certain point. Like your options are basically you either have to have running back in there helping or you have to have the tight end the tight end in there helping out on the edge which we know Jimmy Graham is not a blocking tight end or you got to you max protect but if you do that then you're taking guys out of you know you're giving Rodgers less weapons to throw to to get the ball to um so it's you know it's however they decide they're going to do it and you know maybe right now at the and at the early onset of the season they're like hey jimmy see what you can do okay you can't do it maybe they stop asking him to do it <laughs> um so yeah that um moving moving on to um the next question we got jeremy at just jeremy here he says are you guys buying the clickbait about rogers hating the floor because I don't, but I listen to the radio. A lot of people seem to think he's a coach killer now. I disagree. What about you? Um, I know that I personally don't want to get too deep into into all this um, mumbo jumbo click as clickbait, just as you said. So um, <laughs> I I don't I don't agree with it. And it's just it's just two guys that are learning each other, and ev- everything's fine. You're gonna you're gonna have disagreements. Um, and that's just, that's just, it's clickbait, dude. You nailed it right in the head. To mm-hmm. me, it's clickbait. You have, you have anything to add to that, Danny? My first thought when, when Rogers and LaFleur were getting into it and they showed it on TV on the broadcast was like, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be media clickbait right here. But <laughs> I was like, but if it was Brady and Belichick, if it was Brady and any coach, if it was you know his yep. him and his offensive coordinator, it would just be see Brady's just so passionate. Oh man, he loves the game. Like he's just so competitive. That's his competitive fire. But Rogers does it, and he gets blasted for it. And I'm like, that's all it is. And you got like you said earlier in this in the show. Like one thing I like about Lafleur so far, he's just been so media savvy. He's just no nonsense, straight shooter, and just he doesn't even use many words he just came out and was just like it's just too competitive like that's the way i want it it's just two competitive guys trying to win like that's all it boils down to like yep. that's what you want like there's going to be times when you're both just fired up you're trying to do the right thing trying to win a game yep well I, yeah packer nation packer twitter nation thank you for sending in questions we love it i, I danny did you did you enjoy twitter questions I did. Yeah, I knew you would. And that's that's. I was excited for you, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am I am beyond excited about um, how this season has started. 
Uh, Packers are 2-0. and Denver Broncos coming to Green Bay. Keep the pedal to the metal, as I said earlier in the podcast. Let's go, Packers. Let's get the freaking job done again. Let's keep let's keep the win streak alive, and let's see how many we can get in a row. I mean, I'm looking yeah, at 16. I'm looking at 16. But anyways, we are packed to the future. Follow us on Twitter at PTTF underscore podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. Have a great week, and go Pack Go! Let's go.